This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving in heaven, some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. It's thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't want to involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it started. Yeah, just a small brief update on everything that I've been trying to figure out and reflect on and think about. First and foremost, happy birthday to my daughter. She had her sixth birthday yesterday. She's getting big. She's uh, grown into a very smart and life-loving young lady. Uh, Couldn't ask for more. I hope she continues to bloom and uh, turn into a just a lovely person in the future once she gets old enough. And, you know, old enough to be an uh, old man, pat pat, as my dad goes by. Whatever the, uh, <laughs> whatever the moniker will be, I just uh, hope that by the time I'm old enough to be, you know, pat pat or granddad or whatever, you know, she'll have a good head on her shoulders. But I guess that's all any father can ask for. But still, happy birthday to your little one. I'm proud of you. I hope you keep growing. I love you. And who knows? If you start to hear this when you're older, I hope this doesn't look good things. No. Um, anyway. There's a lot going on, as always, in the uh, firearm world. Uh... School shootings seem to be going on a rise. Don't know why. It's just interesting. Uh, ironically enough, one of the last school shootings I heard of was done by a teacher. Uh, let me just say it like it is. It doesn't really matter who you identify as, whether it's your sexuality, your gender, whatever. That's your preference. I know what mine is, but at the end of the day, utilizing that as an excuse to kill people just doesn't make any sense to me. And that's pretty much uh, what this individual did. That's aside from the, you know, all of that aside from the event. It's the event that mainly concerns me. Now, I don't know if it was due to mental health or I guess adult bullying or whatever, but end of the day, once again, children have lost their lives. You know, you have grown into a person who can make those decisions and those choices that you have, which is number one, why you got taken down in the first place, because you chose to do something wrong. Number two, I still find it sad that after COVID and everything else, you know, lockdowns and unrest and what have you, there's a lot of people, a lot of children, as a matter of fact, that are still being affected by violence. They don't really have to be affected by violence, but yet here we are, they're affected by violence. And I remember... In one of my episodes, I pointed out that 
children were being killed at less of a rate than they were whenever they were at school. And this was during the lockdowns. I I just uh, it really makes you wonder. And I know I've covered I've covered this topic multiple times to the point where people are tired of hearing about it. Or they're just like, okay, this is all this guy talks about. I don't know. But I guess being a father myself, it's one of the things that really stands out to me and is really confusing as to why it continues to keep happening. Uh, I had a conversation with a coworker of mine recently, and he's he said he's pro 2A, but at the same time, it's like you have to follow the laws. It's okay, yeah. Anybody has to follow the laws. Uh, mainly that's what he was saying. Not an exact word, but that's, that's basically what he was saying. It's like, if they come out with a ruling, you're, you're going to have to follow it. You know, that's just, it is what it is. But nonetheless, you know, he said he does believe in the Second Amendment. So I dropped this idea by him. I'm like, well, what do you think about psychological testing for anyone who's interested in getting a firearm? Because let's be real, uh, answering those questions, not much of an issue. Um, you know, have you ever used drugs or been convicted, convicted as a felon, so on and so forth? You know, those questions. Um, they're pretty much on that that form you have to fill out just to claim your firearm uh, every single time. And don't get me wrong. They're uh, quote-unquote pertinent questions, but nonetheless, they don't really... It's almost like somebody just checked the box to say, okay, we're good now. We've got some questions that'll keep uh, our civilians safe on the streets because this person's checked a couple of boxes. I'm a firm believer in being able to protect your family. Especially whenever it comes to you trying to protect your family with, I don't know, um, let's say a short barrel rifle versus somebody who has a, a Glock with a switch. Because that seems to be very popular nowadays and, you know, a little behind on, on the news when that happens. Because I remember hearing about the Glock with the switch a couple of years ago. So it's nothing new. And now all of a sudden, Everybody's just kind of like, oh, wow, that's the latest thing. That's awesome. When you go on to YouTube, you'll see Janet Shooter and a bunch of other, a bunch of other dudes uh, at the range just firing the Glock with the switch off. So it's nothing really new. And if anything, due to gun culture being the way it is, it's just kind of like another fad or accessory or whatever. I mean, granted, that's a fad, but it's it's going to be around. It exists. So. Is going to be utilized, don't get me wrong, but it's it's being blown out of proportion because even the media is like, oh, the Glock with the switch is the most deadliest thing out there. It fires 3,000 rounds in one second. It, you know, everything gets blown out of proportion. But it, nonetheless, back to the story. It's like, if I'm going against some dude that has a Glock with a switch and I'm in my house and trying to protect my family and this dude rolls in all I've got is, you know, my Ruger PC charger, um, no modifications whatsoever. 
let's just say I had my Ruger PC charger fresh out the box, like no red dot, no um, no no grip, as far as like my no not foregrip, but it's a it's a stop because you're not allowed to have a foregrip on a uh, pistol, if you will. But nonetheless, let's just say this thing's fresh out of the box. I don't, have, I don't even have any iron sights. That's how fresh out of the box we're talking about, right? Dude rolls into the house. Now, all of a sudden, I, I got to deal with trying to find a way to make sure that my family's safe. And let's just say that doesn't work out too well because dude's got a Glock with a switch. I mean, I would be lucky if I even got off one if not two shots as soon as he found his way upstairs or wherever my, my family's at. So it's like I have to obey the laws and be a citizen who follows every quote-unquote ruling despite the fact that the rulings are never they're not official rules at all. They just you know mandates or whatever, if you will, that the ATF puts out and says, this is what you're going to do. It never goes through Congress. It never goes through any ruling process whatsoever. It's just a bunch of governmental people telling you that this is what you're going to do without it becoming an official law, which doesn't make any sense to me. And then you get all these lawsuits because there's a lot of people that are affected by these rulings because I don't know, they decided to put an ice cream cone on the back of their firearm and you know, an ice cream cone now counts as a stabilizing device. It's it's stupid. It's really stupid. But I I want to actually have the option, even if I don't do it, but I want to have the option to at least have equal force or meet force with equal force. Should somebody decide to, to break into my house and try to harm my family? I don't want to be the guy that's that the police are rolling up and, and literally just doing a chalk outline thing like usual. Because I attempted to save my family. If anything, I'm trying to be the person who can save my family. So I guess back to the psychological evaluation or the psych questions, almost like those questions that they did a long time ago where you're going in for a job interview and they're like, uh, how does this color make you feel? And you say, it makes me feel like purple. And then they'll think about it and say, oh, I guess he's okay. Cause it makes me feel like purple too. I know that's kind of a kooky example, but you know, it's right now. Bear, bear, with me, bear with me. Just the questions have to, to make sense, you know, especially if, Somebody's going through your background and they're trying to find something on your history. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I just think those questions are just kind of a waste of time because, I mean, you're going through the same process over and over again. They're basically trying to see if, if you've done anything illegal or if you are under the influence of of drugs or whatever. I mean, I, I get that, but there's no real rhyme or reason to that. If those questions are actually keeping me from protecting my family, there's a big problem there because those same questions are not doing anything as far as the person who's out there with the illegal equipment 
who has the intent to do wrong and doesn't have the morality to realize that they're doing wrong. You know, there's nothing stopping them. There's no laws that's stopping them. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. They came out with a law against braces. Awesome. And they're going to keep doing what they're doing. Can you blame them? But like I read a description, rightfully so, because it's a law that they could care less about. When you're a criminal, you're a criminal. You're not sitting back trying to figure out how you can just adhere and abide by the, the rules and regulations that are out there. If anything, you're like, oh, okay, cool. So these rules came out. I guess that means that these people are going to have to follow them. And that means that we can go hit up these spots and not have to worry about them being defended by the people that work there, the people that live there. It's, it's just interesting. You know, ever since I got into firearms, there's been so much stuff that I've looked at and I've, I've been like, what, why is this a thing? But honestly, in my opinion, it's just mainly about the government making money. Cause I mean, to to give civilians a chance to register their, their firearm, uh, at least with the brace, you know, to register their firearm that has a brace, you know, you give them a period of amnesty before it, it, they became, or they become felons or whatever because they failed to register and now they have to deal with the consequences. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. So it's like you're literally saying, I'm giving you a chance to make sure that you're not illegal. So, okay, then. Everybody gets a chance. Let's say everybody registers. So now everybody has disabled their, their firearm or their SBR or whatever to basically make sure that there's nothing illegal about it. They're abiding by the ATF rules and they don't have to worry about things. Because everything is handled and everything is proper. Everybody's safe. Everybody's happy. Everybody can go home and get a nice slice of pie, right? But then you look up and who's really going to protect the people? Yeah, you can call the police, but let's be honest. The police are already doing whatever it is that they have to do. What happens whenever you have to deal with the situation right off the bat? Because uh, lo and behold, somebody's trying to break into your house. And all you have is a baseball bat. Or all you have is a bro. Who's going to prevent that? Where's your fighting chance? So just like I bring up that, that aspect of at least having a fighting chance. You know, these these kids need a fighting chance as well. Because... If we're over here discussing stuff that doesn't make any sense, like trying to uh, indict Trump and, you know, take all these people who did all this stuff in January 6th and all this other stuff. OK, fine. Justice will be served. But at the end of the day, where is all this money going? I would much rather have the money that's going towards all this, you know, the the hearings and reinforcing the White House and all this other stuff, I would much rather have that money go towards trying to protect the kids at school. You know, put that money towards a better security system or 
take that money and help uh, you know the rougher the rougher school systems because it's already bad enough. Most people look at them and they say, "Oh, there's no hope for them. They're just gonna get caught up in the wave of society anyway, and they're not really gonna be productive in life." I mean, that's a jacked up way of thinking right off the bat, but it's the truth. That's how most people are looking at these these rougher school systems. Just like you got a lot of people out there that are looking at these these rougher neighborhoods, like, oh, that's where all the bad kids come from. You know, without really considering that you get a lot of bad people from a lot of affluent neighborhoods too. But nobody's gonna think that way. It's always let's just worry about what's important. And what's important right now is on the television. What's important is our government. What's important is making sure that America maintains its identity. What's important is the freedom of choice and the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Okay, cool. That's all well and good, and this is American is this slice of apple pie. But at the end of the day, especially seeing as how these children will dictate the future of what which way this nation goes. To me, it just makes more sense to make sure that these children are well protected and better off than just saying that, okay, cool, they'll be okay this time. We got a camera system. I mean, if anything, these kids need more, more focus as far as what adults should be doing for. You know, it needs more adult focus. And I know I say that because I got a daughter. I know I can't be there for 24 seven, but I mean, if I'm leaving or going to work or, you know, visiting her and then leaving, I want to at least be able to, to walk away and know that she's in good hands and I don't have to worry about some random idiot jumping in and trying to shoot up school for no damn reason. That's one thing I worry about consistently, but there's nothing I can really do to stop it. It's just, you're stuck at the, uh, the mercy of trusting a system that you don't really have much control over. And uh, yeah, I know you're saying go to the parent teacher conference and everything else, but you know, when you're, when you're in a situation where you can't be in the presence of uh, your child's life on a consistent daily basis, I mean, you're, you're kind of limited, which is my situation. I'm kind of limited. Don't really want to be limited, but, you know, that's just how the cards are played. Nonetheless, though, our kids deserve a chance to at least try and come out on more of a positive side of this thing. So, if anything, I know I said that there should be tougher questions or whatever on the uh, the background check for firearms. But at the same time, why aren't there tougher questions for the hiring process for some of these teachers or just some of these employees or whatever? Now, there was even a shooting at Walmart a while ago. I think it was a couple of months back. But nonetheless, the fact that it happened, you know, came from another mentally unstable individual. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it's really easy to say guns don't kill people, people kill people, but 
what kind of people are we allowing to get these guns? That's what we got to look at. And to be honest with you, they're the ones that are turning this whole situation a total direction we're not trying to go to. At least I can say that from, from my perspective. Because if anything, like I said, I'm trying to make sure I've got the potential to make sure my family is safe and the ability to protect them. And the more this this regime, if you will, continues to talk about firearm safety and stricter gun control and everything else, the less of a chance I'm going to have to be able to do that because what's going to happen is it's going to be, let's say, way too much, way too much control to the point where they're, we're going to have to rely on the police or something worse has already happened. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not trying to find out. But yeah, just a couple of things I've been thinking about lately. You know, nothing, uh, nothing really pressing that's uh, been on my mind. Uh, I've been trying to enjoy my vacation. I've been trying to enjoy my time off, and you know, I've been trying to enjoy my daughter, whether I can see her or not. And I hope y'all will do the same with your family. Please take care of yourselves, as always. This is Yasuke of the Black Pattern Podcast. Trying to put some morality behind the munitions. This has been another successful mag dump. I'll be safe out there. Peace. This the Black Powder Podcast, let's get it splitting. We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision. We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth. Yeah, every future black gun owner, we're spreading the news. We do it legal, we're moving regal and blessing the people from hopes for the culture. We keep it locked like guns in our holster, holding it down as we're loading the rounds. If they were nervous back then, right. then they're gonna be scared of us now. Black Powder Podcast, we'll be back in a while. Yeah.